Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, research, and outreach. Welcome to AUKUS Amplified, the podcast series brought to you by the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, and the second episode in our two-part series on partial knee replacement, a patient's perspective on partial knee replacement. Again, I'm Dr. Connor King, a joint replacement surgeon at the Center for Orthopedics in Bend, Oregon. I'm Dr. Obi Wim, a joint replacement surgeon at Orlando Orthopedic Center in Orlando, Florida. Today, we're going to discuss a topic that we know a lot of patients will be excited to learn more about, partial knee replacements. Partial knee replacement is an increasingly popular alternative to total knee replacement. In this procedure, only the damaged part of the knee is replaced. The rest of the patient's knee, including all ligaments, is preserved. We are honored to have two leaders in the field here to discuss many of the common patient questions about partial knee replacement. We're really excited to have Dr. Jess Lahner. He's a professor of orthopedic surgery at the Rothman Institute in Philadelphia. He specializes in knee replacement surgery and truly is a leader in the field of partial knee replacement, as well as the use of advanced technologies, including robotics. We also have Dr. Keith Barron. Uh, he's an orthopedic surgeon and joint implant surgeons in New Albany, Ohio, and is a leader in the field when it comes to outpatient joint replacement and partial knee replacement. And I just want to say that in, in orthopedic terms, having Drs. Lawner and Dr. Barron here is essentially like having LeBron and Steph Curry. So I hope everyone is excited as we are. We also are lucky enough to have a patient here to discuss her experience, and we'll get into some introductions. Miss Evelyn Chandler, she's our great patient. She underwent partial knee replacement surgery in 2018. We are pleased to have her here. Thank you. Next question, we're going to go to our illustrious patient. She's, a, she's actually a patient of mine, one of my favorite patients to see, Miss <laughs> Chandler. So prior to seeing me, what, what was your knowledge of partial knee replacement surgery, and why did you choose this alternative? Well, I knew nothing about partial. So when it was you first presented it to me, I had lots of questions. My first one and the main one was, am I doing this as a temporary? Am I going to have to have the total down the road? And then when you explained to me that because it was arthritis and what was going to be replaced, I was quite comfortable with it because I realized then this was just, it wasn't a fill in for something down the road. And of course, I asked, how long is this going to last? And what's my recovery time? Because I need, I'm pretty active. So I was quite pleased. But then Dr. Obi, as we call you, had a presentation out at the university, and he invited me to come out. And I sat in on that. And I was totally ready for it. So I have never wavered. It was the best thing I've done. That is great to hear. Great to hear. And I did not interpret <laughs> to say that at all. So, no, uh, he didn't. <laughs> thank you. Obi, it's, it's interesting that what your patient said is the same experience that I think we've all seen with the questions and the surgeon. You obviously made her feel very comfortable with the decision making, shared decision making, giving good advice, giving real world examples of survivorship, et cetera. Jess and I will remember back, and, and some of our fellow surgeons will remember back to the late 90s and early 2000s, a partial knee was marketed as a pre-total knee. And it was done that, oh, well, this is a stepping stone, and this is like getting a filling before you get your your uh, crown. And and that was a perspective that I think came out of, of not having the long-term data that we now have. And, and just as your patient asked, is this a pre-total knee? It no longer is. And I think 
really from the middle 2000s in the last 15 to 20 years, we can say that this is the definitive operation for nearly 90% of patients that are going to undergo this procedure. Evelyn, did you say that you had never heard of a partial knee replacement before? I had not. Yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, probably for the first 15 years of my practice, that was the common response when I brought up a partial knee. Most patients had never heard of it unless you're practicing or unless you're a patient in an area where a lot of surgeons are doing partial knees. Most people have never heard of a partial. Obviously, everyone's heard of a total knee because so many people have total knee replacements. And when you start throwing that into the mix, it gets very confusing oftentimes for the patients. And then when you start having those conversations about the pros and cons, the risks, the benefits, it starts to make more and more sense to patients. But it's certainly a frightening thing, I'm sure, from a patient's perspective like yours, Evelyn, when all of a sudden the surgeon throws something else into the mix that you had never considered before, where you don't really understand the concepts. And so I'm glad you went through it because certainly I know for Keith and I, if we were patients, we would hope we were candidates for a partial, even though we do a lot of total knees, we would certainly rather have a a partial knee than a total knee. So I think you made the right choice. I think after asking lots of questions that day, I said, no, I'm going to go forward with it because I was convinced after listening to all this. But then I went to the presentation and I was definitely convinced then. And I highly recommend it to all of my, I live in a active adult not a senior, an active adult community. And I say to people when they start talking about their knees, have you thought about a partial? So I think it's great to hear that you're doing so well, Evelyn. I know for me, some of my partial knee replacement patients, I think are some of the happiest that I've I've seen. And so it's great to hear that you're doing well. We're going to turn the tables back towards Evelyn. I have got a question for her, but since I'm pretty sure that answer is going to be pretty short, I have sort of a quick follow-up. So the, the question is, Evelyn, have you experienced any significant restrictions or limitations since your surgery? And based on what we've heard, it sounds like the answer is probably no, but feel free to answer. The second question is, what have you sort of been most excited to do or get back to after your partial that you weren't able to do before? And tell us a little bit more about that. No, I have had no restrictions. And I was told that it would continue to get better and better. So it probably took me about a year and a half to where I could actually get down on my knees and be comfortable. And I will tell you, I have no restrictions at all with the degrees or what I can do. But I think it's my other knee that's bothering me more. (laughs) (laughs) So can't wait to get it done. now. But I have no restrictions at all. I'm an avid golfer. And before the surgery, I could not I mean, I had to pull the card up pretty close to where the ball was. Now I walk. So again, it's the other knee. (laughs) Right. Glad to hear that. Golf is life, right? Yep. (laughs) All right. Dr. Barron, so we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how long can patients expect a partial knee replacement to last? Yeah, it's a great question. And we all hear it every day, nearly every patient, because it is, it's the one of the most important things to them. What can I do? What's my recovery going to look like? And how long will it last? What what I believe that patients are asking, what I discussed with them is, am I going to need another surgery on this knee? Because we can all look at, you know, long-term results of implants that were poor or poor plastic or bad whatever and see a 20-year result. 
that probably failed eight years earlier and it's catastrophic. So I think the question is not how we define it as how long will it last, but what the patient is actually asking. And, and I believe what they're asking is, am I going to need another surgery on this knee? Sort of the same question is, why do the partial if you can just do the whole thing? How long will it last? Am I going to need another surgery? And uh, a year or two ago, there was a series of articles that are, I think, probably the best that, that we have to, to go with, where they looked at the worldwide registries. So as best possible, all the knee replacements that have been done throughout areas of the world where they keep track of the knee replacements through these registries. And they basically showed that if the implant was done 20 to 30 years ago, so again, materials have changed, techniques have changed, et cetera. But worst case scenario, you have about a 1% risk or a 1% chance of needing to have another surgery on that knee every year. So year one, there's a 1% chance you need a surgery to fix something. That's usually year one. That's a complication. Year two, same thing. Year three, 97% of people are doing fine. Year four, 96% of people are doing fine. Well, will it last 20 years? Well, you got an 80% chance it's going to last 20 years or more. What about 30 years? Well, you got a 70% chance it's going to last 30 years or more. And I think as explaining it to the patients that way, at least I hope, because I spent a lot of time doing it, that makes sense that it isn't like a turkey timer that pops up at 20 years and you got to get it redone regardless of who you are. It's a risk. And it's a survivorship risk of the implant and of the device. The chance of surgery over 20 to 30 years is 1% per year. So stated another way, 80% of knees that we do today, those implants will be fine 20 years from now. Obi, the next question we had on here was about the downsides of, of partial knee replacement. I think we kind of addressed that up at the top in terms of saying, why not just do a total? But I guess open it back up to Dr. Barron and, and Lana if you feel like people ask that question or you think there's anything we should share about. So I'll, I'll sort of say the question, then we'll, we'll kind of add that if you guys think there's anything to add. So this is for both Dr. Barron and Dr. Lahner, but what are some of the downsides that you talk about with patients in terms of partial knee replacement? We can start with Dr. Lahner. Well, because of the fact that there are some ligaments left behind, there's a, a meniscus, the cartilage shock absorber still in the other unresurfaced compartment of the knee, and there's cartilage left, there is a chance that the failure that can happen over the course of 15, 20, 30 years includes more than just the wear and tear to the implant. So the meniscus on the other side of the knee can tear, a ligament can tear, cartilage can wear out or the implant can loosen or wear. If, if those problems happen, uh, they're typically treatable. So we've seen some patients who've torn the meniscus in the other compartment of the knee and they can be successfully treated with arthroscopic surgery. For patients who develop arthritis in another part of the knee, um, they can either have the whole thing changed to a total knee replacement, which Keith and his team have shown now several years ago to be a fairly straightforward procedure that has an outcome that's very equivalent to the results of a total knee replacement in a patient who's never had a prior partial replacement. Or the other procedure that you can do is if the implant, the partial knee replacement implant is still intact and the knee has failed because the patient develops arthritis in one of the other 
two compartments of the knee, you can actually add another partial knee replacement. And that works really well. And that gives you the added benefit, again, of a quicker recovery of the ability to preserve the, the native ligaments of the joint, which may have some implications for the overall function of the knee compared to a total knee replacement. But there's not a lot of downside. The risk of the development of arthritis that needs treatment in one of the other compartments of the knee over the course of 20 years is only about 6%. So it's pretty low incidence. Uh, and then as Keith mentioned, the failure rates from the new materials is very low. So there's not a lot of downside. I tell my patients when they're on the fence, when they're just not sure what to do, is that Keith and I and all of us get paid less by the insurance companies to do a partial knee replacement. And so if we had doubts, we wouldn't offer it to our patients because obviously there's some incentive to us, right? But we truly believe that it's perhaps a, a much better procedure with no disrespect to our total knee replacement patients. Our partial knee patients are just like Evelyn. They do remarkably well. They recover more quickly. And there's not a lot of downside to the procedure. But you have to do it well. I think if we were having this as a debate at the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons meeting or at one of our national meetings or even a, a regional meeting, if this were a debate, the naysayer, the total knee surgeon who's put up on the, on the stage to face off against Dr. Lana or myself, would say that the revision rate, the need to have another surgery is two to three times higher with a partial knee replacement in every registry, in every large database around the world. And that's irrefutable. That is absolutely true. The problem with that statement is it doesn't tell you why they had the partial and it doesn't tell you why the partial was redone. So if you look at the chance of needing another surgery based on the same complaint, so if you have a patient A had a partial knee replacement, patient B had a total knee replacement, if patient A and patient B came into the office the same day and reported the same problem, which they're less commonly to do with a partial knee, say it's pain or instability or swelling, and they had the same exact symptom, the partial knee patient is much more likely to undergo another surgery, which Jess and I believe is incorrect. That's the wrong argument. The argument is they're much less likely to have that complaint. They're much more likely to be successful and overall need less surgery in the long run. And so you'll see it. Primary care doctors will say it. Physical therapists will say it oh, you don't want a partial knee replacement, they all fail, or you will you definitely will need another surgery. So to me, the downside of a partial knee is the false information, the fake news that goes along with it, particularly in our medical community and even amongst other orthopedic surgeons. The results are better, recovery is faster, it's safer, functions better, and the revision rate, when you really look at why these are revised, is not significantly different. I agree. That's probably the biggest obstacle that we see in, in our community also is the misinformation. If a patient is having pain has a, that has a partial knee replacement, which is rare, some surgeons who don't really believe in partial knee replacements will be quick to revise them or do another surgery, which, as you all said, is wrong. So that's more information in the patient's hands. Is That's why we're here. And that's who you should get to know and trust uh, before everything else.
if I could just add from my perspective, you told me that you have the technology there, but that you would be doing the surgery. I felt more comfortable as the patient knowing that you were going to be doing it, not the robot. All right, guys. And on to our last question, my friend Evelyn here, we have a question for you. So what advice would you give to patients considering partial knee replacements? And we'll start with you. And then if anybody else wants to chime in about advice, and then we'll, we'll open up the floor. I think just what we've been talking about, what you all have been talking about, what is the prognosis? Is this just a step? The people that I've talked with, I explained to them the downtime and the recovery and the fact that it's not a band-aid on a problem that's going to have to be fixed later. So I think just education. I'm just very appreciative of being able to sit in on that presentation and just have all the questions answered. I was very comfortable going into it. Dr. Lawner, Dr. Barron, any advice you'd like to give to patients as well? I think Evelyn nailed it. You know, it's understanding the procedure, the options is so important. We as, as physicians need to make sure that the patients feel comfortable, that they understand what we're talking to them about, that they know what's in store for them, that they know why we might be suggesting one procedure over another. And then look how Evelyn's taking her time tonight to help other people who might be watching this. We have patients in our practices who've also volunteered to be resources for patients who want to hear from another patient about what their experience has been. And I, I think, Evelyn, what you're doing is very invaluable for so many patients who might be listening to this podcast later on. Good. Dr. Barron, any advice? Dr. Lawner and, and Evelyn hit it right on the head. I mean, I think that when you really understand partial knee replacement and you understand total knee replacement, the results of partial knee are directly related to surgeon experience, both the number that they have done and the percentage that that number represents in their practice. So if you have a surgeon that's done a lot of partial knees, they've done it because they have good results. No one can do a lot of something if the results are bad. And yeah. so number one, have they done a lot of partial knees? And number two, if they're not doing a partial knee replacement, I think it's empowering for the patients to ask, why not? And if the answer is, well, they all fail or where I trained, I didn't do them. I respect that entirely. You can't ask someone who doesn't do something to do it. You don't want to be that patient. But it may mean that getting another opinion, and there's nothing wrong with getting another opinion. This is your knee, your life, and your quality of life asking for another opinion. You know, that's one of the great things about our health system is that overwhelming majority of the time you can go talk to somebody else. It shouldn't be offensive to any of us as surgeons, as, as healthcare providers. And hopefully when patients do ask the questions, they get good answers like this podcast is providing, which is, is incredibly helpful. And like Evelyn is providing with her experience, which, you know, mirrors that of many of our patients. Great advice. Thank you for joining us for part two of our podcast series on partial knee replacement. We'd like to thank our guests, Dr. Lawner and Dr. Berend, and also extend a special thank you to Evelyn for all the great insight and information that she provided on the patient's perspective of partial knee replacement. Thank you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit AUKUS.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, investigate, 
and perform humanitarian outreach in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery. 